You're on track to graduate from a great school, but do you feel unsure of what's next? Top accounting firms want candidates like you with backgrounds outside the industry. Northeastern University's combined MS in Accounting plus MBA will prepare you to launch your career in just 15 months. Develop accounting and business expertise and gain immersive experience through a paid corporate residency. Apply now to begin next May. Northeastern.edu slash your MSA MBA. Hi, everyone. I'm John C. Morley, the host of the J. Moore Tech Talk Show and Inspirations for Your Life. Hi everyone, it is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur here, and welcome once again to another fine episode of the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. I can't believe it. We are in the second week of August. It's now August 12th. Uh, I was saying, you know, where did uh, basically the spring that we never got, where did it go? Uh, where did the holidays go? Where did the summer go? Because we're almost out of summer, as you know, very soon. We have a great show coming up for you here tonight. I know you're going to really uh, definitely enjoy that. So let's get right into it. So uh, we hear a lot about Alexa, right, with um, Amazon. But, you know, Alexa could actually be starting. Um, yes, Alexa could now be starting. You heard me correctly. Alexa could be starting your Roomba. Now, this, this sounds a little bit crazy. Um but the truth of the matter is, um, this could happen. And it's because Amazon buys the robot vacuum maker for $1.7 And, you know, I don't know. The fact that Amazon's going to acquire iRobot Corporation, um, it gives me a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Because I feel that Amazon's getting its hands on too many things. And I think some control needs to be put in place because my fear is Amazon implodes or something happens to Amazon. We already know that their customer service sucks. We 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 already know that. So why do they want to keep doing this? I mean, they're all just out about making more money. That's what it's about. And so I don't know. I just feel that this is a problem, and I feel that the reason that they're acquiring it is not to really grow iRobot. It's actually to do something on the defense end, and also to use this robotic technology in their fresh stores and stuff like that. So I don't trust Amazon for squat. I really don't. Uh, they have the worst customer service in the world, and then they always try to appease you when you call them. So Amazon will pay $61 per share 
valuing iRobot at a premium of 22% to the stock's latest closing price of $49.99. Now, iRobot stock rose 19% not too long ago to $59.66. At its peak during COVID-19 pandemic lockdowns, iRobot shares were more than twice that price. And now, I don't know. I have a problem with Amazon buying this. I really do. I mean, I know it's going to happen and, and all that, but I just feel that um, it's said that it's going to safeguard customers' privacy and does not sell their data. Baloney, I don't believe them for one minute. iRobot's fortunes took a hit as consumers started rethinking their purchases amid rising inflation. But, you know, whenever Amazon gets involved, like with the doorbell and all this stuff, they're always doing things that are best for Amazon. They're not doing things that are best for you or for me or. Uh, or any of the good consumers in the market or businesses. They're not. Unfortunately, I, I hate to break this to you. Amazon is just in it for themselves. They don't care who they harm, who they hurt, and they're very political. They're extremely political. So um, I've never been in love with Amazon. They think it's okay to raise prices on things like Prime. They're a necessary evil, I think some people use, but I have to tell you, they are the worst company to follow when it comes to customer service because they have no customer service. Their idea of customer service is appeasing you and yesing you to death and then doing absolutely nothing. I don't know. The question you're probably asking is why did uh, why did Amazon buy iRobot? Why? So Amazon announced it had agreed to acquire the vacuum cleaner, making iRobot, as I said, the 1.7 billion, you know, scooping up another company to add to its collection of smart home appliances. So that's really where I think they're going. They're trying to get into the smart home appliance market. They try to get in the security market. Now they, they got into the medical market. I mean, when is it going to stop? I just think that Amazon should be restricted by our government and put in place because they're starting to dominate too many markets, and frankly, their service sucks. So how can we allow this to keep happening? We can't, ladies and gentlemen. We have to boycott them for certain technology because I feel that if we keep buying from them, they're going to keep getting bigger. Now, you might say, oh, gee, you know, they're so good. There was a guy that got on um, LinkedIn the other day, and he was talking about the fact, you know, they have these fresh stores, and I said, I hate them. I've been in them. I don't think they're that great. And frankly, um, I think they got a lot of bugs. And I think they're taking away a lot of human jobs. I mean, that's just my, my take on it. But Amazon has never been about the public. I mean, now they're creating these parties for people to go and, and basically um, sign up to work there while they're stripping away their life, unfortunately. They're just a, a company that really just doesn't care about anything. They just care about money. And if they can't get money, then they'll fire whoever they need to fire. So I know I'm on a soapbox here, but I don't think anything's ever going to have me change my mind about Amazon because they just don't seem to operate in an ethical manner to which I would expect. They're so large. They're so grand. They can't even deliver packages right. I mean... Not to make fun of, of dyslexic numbers, but they're truly 
like if you are at 399, they deliver to 993. And if you live in a home that's on one floor, great. But when you go to a business complex where you have a, a park, you have, a, um, let's say, a building. Now you have a unit number. Now you have a floor and a suite. That's way too much for Amazon staff to handle, right? And these people they get, they're terrible. I mean, they're just, they are outright terrible. So we're going to have to see what's going to happen there. We'll keep our eye peeled. Don't worry. We'll definitely keep our eyes peeled for that. Uh, so the question is, no more Teslas in California? <laughs> Possible, but not likely. I know that uh, California's uh, DMV thinks Tesla is a liar. And um, California's Department of Motor Vehicles has had up to, you know, what with Tesla? Full self-driving claims. In fact, the DMV is so fed up that the company may longer be no longer be allowed to sell its cars within the state. But that's what they're saying. Um, I don't know if it's going to go to that, but they are just they're terrible. They're terrible. I don't know who's worse, uh, Tesla or Amazon. I think it's got to be Amazon because at least Tesla does have customer service. But I mean, you know, so not too long ago on July 28th, the DMV's chief of industry services, uh, Aileen Short, filed a complaint against Tesla, alleging that the company deliberately used misleading language in marketing Tesla's full self-driving and autopilot features. And I tend to agree with them. I think Tesla's right now in a little bit of hot water. And they're trying to swim so desperately. You know, I should say swim. They're just trying to tread water, let alone swim. They're just trying to tread water so they don't drown. I don't know. You know, if you have your Tesla and you have a problem, say something. If you don't say something, then how's everybody going to know that there's a problem? I don't know. This is a problem. The autopilot feature is a feature that comes standard on all new Tesla cars, and it allows for automatic steering, lane changing, and braking while the driver supervises. The full self-driving beta feature, which costs just $12,000 for users to opt into, uh, launched in uh, September of 2021, and it claims to allow for abilities uh, criticized by the DMV, as we said. At the launch, its name was under immediate scrutiny from the National Transport and Safety Board, which had an issue with the name's implication that the car would be fully autonomous. This is not the case as full self-driving still requires the driver to be an actively engaged with driving in case of emergency malfunctions. We've already seen what's happened when the cars have uh, caught on fire from the e-utainment system, right? E-utainment system would basically, the fan would not kick on in uh, the right time frame, and the unit started smoking. Car goes on fire can't even get out of your vehicle. So you've got to take an axe, which I always say Tesla should give you an axe so you can get the heck out of the car. People are breaking the car with their elbow and jumping out just to save their lives. I mean, is this really a car you want to own? I know I got my deposit back. I definitely will not own a Tesla. Uh, I am looking at some other cars, including the Porsche. But uh, the Tesla is not one of the ones that uh, I'm going to be driving. So I just wanted to give you some honest feedback there that this is this is terrible. And I know people that this has happened to. This is not jibber jabber, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So we'll have to see what happens with all that. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about the crypto market. The crypto market is in serious, serious trouble. Another crypto bridge hack. Nomad loses $190 million in a chaotic hack. 
This is crazy. So these different attacks are plaguing the crypto world with news of large sums of stolen from digital currency firms seeming every month. But while crypto exchanges were once the main point of attack, hackers now appear to have a new target, blockchain bridges. You see, I think the people that are doing this, because you know there's different types of hackers without getting into that. I think they're trying to show the world that blockchain and crypto needs to be done. Like it needs to be over. And I think they're trying to send a message to say, look, enough's enough. Everyone that I know that was in the crypto world, they suddenly just vanished. They canceled their email, got off social media, got rid of their cell phone numbers, changed them. And they're like nowhere to be found. I mean, this is just like an abomination. So crypto's not the way to be, okay? And they claim that they're working around the clock to fix issues. But I said it when crypto came out that it was going to fall. And I was right because it has no backing. There is no FDIC insurance. It is just an account. And if you are to put your hard-earned savings into crypto and then know that it might be lost, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I have a bad taste in my mouth about crypto, and that's not going to change. The people that I met through the pandemic online are people that, to be honest with you, I probably wish I never met. And I don't like to say that, but these people are just so phony, and they just are trying to BS everyone. I mean, that's really the truth of the matter. And now that the government's getting smart, they suddenly have changed the direction. We'll have to see. Well, ladies and gentlemen, your remote employees, unfortunately, I hate to break it to you, but they're lying. They may be lying. Managers who miss uh, the office could have one or more reasons to push back against remote workers. You know, employee scams, people telling you they're working when they're not really working. Now, nothing against people having a family, but if you're at work and now you're suddenly punching in and punching out, that's one thing, right? That's also not good. But if you're not punching out and something happens at home, like a quick emergency, not a big deal. But if this keeps happening, it's a pattern. You're really stealing from your company that you're working for. And ever since remote work uh, had gone mainstream, more and more people have been figuring out ways to manipulate and get around working. They uh, use excuses, you know, that... Um, they need more time. I mean, I see it in my own industries. People, they make excuses to do things when they're here. But then when they're at home, they claim that they need more time, but they're not getting it done. I think a good manager has to keep communication lines open. And I think when something goes wrong, you need to write the person up. Now, if you want to give them a warning, that's perfectly fine. But then write them up three times and they're gone. Because the problem is you need to let them know what they're doing wrong in their life, in their job. And if you don't let them know what's going on, well, I got news for you. They're going to keep walking on you. They're going to keep manipulating you. They're going to keep stealing from you. Now, stealing sounds harsh, but it's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. They're stealing from you. They are stealing. 
scamming the boss. Some employees are outsourcing their jobs to other people. And this is really unfair. I mean, I, I can't believe that this is actually going on. But it is, ladies and gentlemen, it's going on every single day of our life. And you got people freelancing to companies uh, and individuals in Pakistan and other people around the world. And continuous scamming just goes on and on and on and on. So um, it's important that you create a solid work from home policy if you're going to do that. If they're going to work from home, make sure that you have things very clearly laid out. If you're working from home, you're expected to take calls. If you're, um, you know, doing something uh, that you have to stop and to log out. I know I get people here, you know, you might say, gee, you know, going to the restroom uh, isn't scamming the boss. But I got news for you. If it keeps happening like every hour and the person doesn't have a problem, then I got something to tell you. They're really not just using the bathroom. Maybe they're using it to make cell phone calls. And that's when you have to be objective as a boss and you have to kind of say enough's enough. You know, like if you look at the, the track and say, gee, you know, you went to the restroom 10 times. Is everything OK? Or, or should you see a doctor or something? And I feel that a lot of the people out there, they want to manipulate others. Why? They're lazy. They don't want to work. They don't want to work. So. When people work most, oh, you know, I have to work from home. I can't. My kids are this and that. That's not the company's problem. It's not their problem. The boss is nice enough to let you work from home. But if you're not going to work and you're going to try to placate things and scam them, they said fire your rear and get you out. Because this is an accommodation that's being made, but I'm so tired of people saying, oh, because of COVID, because of COVID. Get back to work or get fired. I mean, it's really simple. I can be really compassionate just like the next guy, but I also know when somebody's being taken advantage of. And I know that so many companies I speak to every day, they're being exploited by these manipulative contractors and employees that aren't doing their job. They are placating their let's say, perusing around the situation, but they're not getting work done. And if they're not getting work done and they're getting paid for it, then I have to say that's stealing. Now, you might say to me, John, well, you know, I only take five minutes off a day or I only goof off five. Or, okay, so fine. So five minutes or let's say even three minutes. So if you take three minutes a day times, let's say you work a 40-hour work week, right? 100, 120 minutes. Let's multiply that out by 52 weeks in the year. That's 6,240 minutes. Divide that by 60. You just beat your boss for 104 hours. That's stealing. So I think there has to be a fine delineation between work and being friends. Now, I'm not saying to not be friendly. What I'm not, what I'm saying is don't go over backwards for them. Somebody's birthday, you want to get them a card and fine, but you know, don't go overboard for people that work for you. Because if you do, they're not going to be that appreciative of it. 
And now they're going to think that they can placate you more because you just bought them a cake. So be a little careful with those things. I, I hate to say that, but it is the truth. And we have to have policies and procedures that are going to handle people that abuse working from home. And I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Once you make one person example, once one person gets fired, you don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're going to see how quickly everybody toes the line because they're not going to want to get fired. Pretty interesting, right? All right, let's get on to another important topic, a topic that I think is uh, definitely interesting. Our friends Meta or Facebook, whatever they call themselves these days, uh, shutting down one of its biggest virtual reality games. This is pretty cool, right? So um, Meta hiked up the price on its Quest 2 headsets and also announced that it's ending Quest 1 support for Population 1 and the popular Battle Royale shooter set in virtual reality. Big Box VR, the meta-owned developer behind the game, shared the update in a post on its blog, noting that Quest 1 owners will no longer be able to launch or play the game starting October 31st, 2022. Big Box VR says the shutdown is necessary so it can focus on developing new experiences that will quote-unquote push the boundaries of multiplayer VR. The developers note that you can still play Population 1 via AirLink, a feature that lets you wirelessly play games on your PC from your headset, but this means repurchasing the game on Steam if you haven't already. And players using the Quest 2 Oculus Rift and Oculus Rift S will still have access to the game. While Meta's offering of Quest 1 owners a refund for Population 1, there's a catch. You had to have purchased a game from Quest Store within the past six months. The policy seems kind of unfair for a game that launched on the Quest nearly two years ago and will likely leave a number of players with a game that they can't even play. Can we say class action lawsuit? I knew you could. You know, it's funny, but we really have to be careful about what we do, right? And I think that all these companies out there, for whatever reason, they are trying to get away with whatever they can. Now, it's not nice to say that, but they're, but they're trying to get away with it. And if they're trying to get away with things, and you know what that means? That means that they really don't care about the people. They don't care about the people. They just care about the green stuff. So what does that say for, for a company? What does it say for, for what they do? Right? Are they an ethical company? I would think not.
I don't know. I just feel that these companies do this. And they have a plan to do this. Like, this is not something that they just do last minute. I think it's a plan all along that they know that they're going to just take this tactic. And see, that's my problem. I get when things happen and they're hardships, but I don't like it when companies have already planned this exit strategy and said, this is where we're going. We're not even planning to be successful. I have a problem with that. I have a big, big problem with that. And uh, I want to let you know something else that's going to be a little uh, heart-wrenching. Fitbit's going to end support for PC music file transfers, um, which actually uh, is going to be a problem. Actually, I believe they did. Actually, I think it was earlier this week. Actually, they stopped support. So, um, But Fitbit should be about healthy things. It shouldn't be anything about music. It's interesting that they're doing that. I don't know. And will the saga ever end with Elon Musk? Is it really truthful that he would buy the company if they proved that there weren't bots over lots of the company? Or is this some ploy? I don't know. And uh, Intel has stated that the uh, Meteor Lake, uh, basically, they are denying the claim that it's going to be delayed to, um, to 2024. They're saying that the chip will come out in 2023. We'll have to wait and see exactly what is going on with that. Because I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's the big thing. But I do want to talk about something else that's kind of interesting. Uh, DDR4 versus DDR5. So DDR4 will run at speeds up to 3,200 uh, mega transfers per second. And DDR5 will run up to 4,800 mega transfers per second. So it means that DDR5 transfers data at about 38.4 gigabytes per second, while DDR4 tops out at 25.6 gigabytes per second. So 50% faster than DDR4. And so the question is, is it worth upgrading to DDR5? Memory, uh, just to give an example, memory, you're probably talking almost, I'm going to say 60, 70% more. Do most people need that? I'm going to say no. And DDR5's memory will come out soon, but I want to warn everyone. If you have a DDR5 motherboard and you have DDR4 because they look similar and you push the chip in and you try to force it, you will break it. So make sure, ladies and gentlemen, if you are installing memory and you recently got a brand new motherboard, make sure that the motherboard, if it's DDR4, it's DDR4 memory. If it's DDR5, it's DDR5 memory. Make sure. Because what I've noticed is a lot of manufacturers are putting DDR5 around the outside pretty big. But when it's DDR4, they just have it really small. So do make sure that you are checking that out because I wouldn't want to see you guys damage uh, your motherboard. Um, and um, 
that could be annoying. And then you'll have to change your entire motherboard. So uh, I don't know. Um, they're saying right now that the Senate is uh, just one step closer to uh, actually approving the big tech antitrust bill. But is it really going to go through? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see what's going on, according to The Verge. And I think, ladies and gentlemen, that um, there's a lot that's morphing in technology right now. And I have to tell you that the issue in life is coming down to privacy. Now, we've always known about this before. But it's becoming very critical to understand what is the cost of free. And the cost of free is you giving up your privacy. And other thing I want to share with you tonight, which is really important is that as technology evolves, okay, um, there's always going to be security holes. We know that. And another one that's very interesting, which I want to share with you, is that the U.S. emergency alert system has some dangerous flaws in it. I mean, really bad. Um, something that's supposed to be here for an emergency has become um, the key tool for police investigations, uh, what they call the cryptocurrency tracing. But its accuracy may soon be put to a test. Uh, not too long ago, they reported a new court filing from the legal team representing Roman Sterlingov, who's been in jail for 15 months, accused of laundering $336 million in cryptocurrency as the alleged owner and operator of dark web crypto mixer Bitcoin, Fog. Sterlingoff not only maintains he is innocent, but his defense attorney claims that the blockchain analysis that served as evidence that Sterlingoff set up Bitcoin Fog is flawed. So FEMA warns that its emergency alert system can be hacked. Wow. The Federal Emergency Management Act. That, 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 that is crazy. I mean, can you even imagine that? Federal Emergency Management Association. I mean, I, I just, this just really puts chills to me. This isn't a test. The software used to transmit U.S. government-issued emergency alerts on television and radio contains flaws that could allow an attacker to broadcast false messages according to the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the security researcher who found the vulnerabilities. The company that makes the software, Digital Alert Systems, has issued patches, and FEMA has alerted the TV and radio networks that use the software to update their device immediately. Of course, patches may not be universally adopted, leaving the risk uh, for the systems to be controlled by bad <laughs> actors. And there's no evidence that an attacker has exploited the floors so far, but we should be concerned about what's going on. I think the biggest issue that I see in our world is we are so quick to roll out a strategy or a technology, but we don't take the time to make sure that it's ironclad. I mean, I'm not saying we could spend hundreds of years on it, but we've got to do due diligence. I think it comes because a lot of this is private sector and they feel it's good enough 
but is good enough really something we should be using in our everyday lives like emergency management systems and health systems and transit systems? I'm asking you, is it? I don't think so. I don't know. And you know things like the MTA was breached by hackers uh, in the cyber attack surge. And so now they're able to get into these systems and they're able to control signage. They're able to affect uh, what's going on with trains. I mean, this is all bad because they can grab the information. So there were security flaws in the MTA. And I don't know if you guys know this. Um, Amtrak had security deficiencies. Now, this might seem crazy, but this was back in 2019. Washington's Union Station and Ivy City Yard maintenance facilities continue to have serious security gaps that make them vulnerable to trespassers and potential safety problems, according to a report from Amtrak's inspector, General Leasing, uh, not too long ago. Now, this was several years ago, but some of these security vulnerabilities allowed a driver in a red vehicle to trespass on company property and drive onto the train tracks. The company implemented some new security measures after the incident, but several problems remain. Are placing passengers and employees at risk a serious problem? And so just because it appears to be good enough, that's a problem. That is a real, real problem. I mean, allowing a driver in a red vehicle to trespass on company property and drive onto the train tracks. That's a serious problem. I think what happens with government and all these agencies and all this bureaucracy is that they really don't know. Just like with COVID, they really don't know anything. They think they know. And then they cause all these dominoes of things to cause thousands and millions and billions of dollars, but nobody really knows what's going on. They just throw things to the wall and let's hope we solve the problem. That doesn't sound right to me. But why does it continue to go on? I think it continues to go on because it means our systems are broken. And I don't mean technology. I mean the people that are running them. I mean, look how long it's taken to get bills through Congress and the Senate. This is a serious problem, ladies and gentlemen. And most people don't care about it. Because, hey, if it's not affecting me, well, then it's not really a big deal, is it? That's a problem. So we even had security flaws in Wall Street um, back in March, right? And so Wall Street's watchdogs uh, voted to unveil the rule that aims to enhance how public companies disclose when they experience a breach and how soon. 
under this proposed Security Exchange Commission Act. The company would have to spell out when it experiences a risk and what strategies it has employed to address and manage such risks in current report filings, including the Form 8-K. So the rule changes, which are subject to public consultation, would also require analysis of how cyber risks are likely to affect the company's financials. Uh, this would allow investors to assess these risks more effectively and to locate them more readily, the SEC said, close, quoting. So I think the issue is not that we're going to ever be out of 100% of breaches, but I think we've got to be more proactive. We've got to be proactive and not reactive. Because when we're reactive, it becomes an emergency situation. It costs more money, and there's already been damage. If we're react, if 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 we're actively proactive, I should say, then we can handle something before it actually turns into flame. Now you might say, "Well, John, it's so easy. We can just do that. We don't need to do that." Yes, you do, because if you can't isolate a problem and now it's exploited by not just one person give it 24 hours or less and several other people are going to exploit it and once that happens now the integrity of that whole infrastructure has been compromised forget the security i'm talking about the integrity of everything in there security is one thing integrity goes even deeper than security that means, do we trust the information that this system is now expelling or sharing? That's the main issue. I like to trace it back to, um, it was a famous story many years ago where there was all the king's horse and all the king's men. And um, so, um, Basically, they the 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 character was sitting on the wall, right? And uh, when ever that character, let's say, so the fox, he was supposed to yell help, right, or the bell, or whatever. So he says, "You know what? I want to test this and make sure this works." So he. Sounds off the alarm. People come running and running, and there's nothing there. He just didn't learn from that lesson. He does it again. Says, you know, this is really getting crazy. Then you know what happens? The third time, he really needs them because the wolf is really there. They're like, yeah, sure, he's there. And he doesn't get help. So if you constantly compromise... How could someone ever trust when you're really telling the truth? That becomes a serious problem. I hope you've learned a lot from uh, tonight's Jay Moore Tech Talk show. Of course, we'll have a great show again next week, which will be uh, August 19th. I hope, ladies and gentlemen, that you'll like, love, and support the channel. Of course, share this out to everyone you know and uh, help keep our content free and make the choice, ladies and gentlemen, to click below and buy my team and I a nice, savory piece of watermelon or an ice cream cone, or even a refreshing drink. We'll be so grateful with those pennies and dollars. We'll invest them into new hardware, new technology, new equipment, new software, new video facilities to give you the most draw-dropping, amazing content to keep you safe, aware, 
and able to grow and improve your life. I will see you guys next Friday. I can't believe that we're already out of time, but I hope you enjoyed. And I hope that you will take what I've said in this show seriously and understand that once you break integrity, it's almost impossible to restore it. Have yourself a great rest of your weekend, everyone. suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.